everyone. Welcome to the You and the Yoga Mat podcast series. This is Kate. I'm the creator of the Art of Teaching Private Yoga and youandtheyogamat.com. And one of the things that this podcast allows us to do is to have conversations with other yoga experts and other yoga teachers and therapists in our community that are making a really profound impact in one specific realm or another, or that bring their expertise out of the yoga realm and into the yoga realm and help support people through the nature of yoga and then the additional work that they do. Today's guest is my friend Ariana, who is a yoga therapist and also a maternal health consultant who runs a practice that helps women who are moving into this phase of their life where they're becoming mothers and also infuses yoga therapy into that consulting practice. She's going to talk with us today about what it can look like to begin a transition into your maternity leave. And this is a question and a conversation that comes up periodically for our community, especially because so many of us are working on our own and for ourselves in our business and additionally, looking to add other facets to our life aside from being in the professional realm of teaching yoga. Today, we're going to talk about what tips she has for preparing for your maternity leave, new tips that she has as a new mother, and we're also going to be talking a little bit about what extended leave can look like on a unique level and also some of the really broad specific or, or broad and specific tips that she wants to share with us today about this entire process. One of the best things about this conversation is that Ariana and I are both in really unique situations in our own process of being yoga professionals who are moving into this new phase. And we're also friends, so this conversation is going to be really lively and full of great tips and also some real-life conversation around what it looks like to be both a yoga teacher and somebody who's beginning to build a family. So welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Kate. And like you just said, I mean, it really is a topic where the personal and the professional are intertwined, and so it's perfect that we we both have those personal and professional experiences to draw from and and add to the conversation. Yes, and the timing is so great, too, because I think that this is really a topic where the principles are good forever, but being able to speak about it fresh as the perspective of a new mother on your end and for somebody who's in their third trimester at the time of recording, who's preparing for maternity leave, it's really on the forefront of us personally, but then also professionally, because this is what you do professionally, and it's also having an impact, obviously, on my business as well, so it's timing's perfect. Um, this is a great time to kind of kick off and talk a little bit about different things that you have in the way of preparing for maternity leave while you're still pregnant. And obviously this is what you do when you're pregnant. You think about how you're going to leave. Um, but that process in and of itself can be really overwhelming and it can also be a little bit um, different than what you think. I know before we started recording, I told you that I used to think it was crazy that that people would take like more of a slow approach to actually planning when me being super type A was like, I'm going to work up to the second that I give birth. And so that really can change when you're in the actual motion of being pregnant and moving into your maternity leave. So it can be overwhelming, but what suggestions do you have for those of us that are pregnant or planning to be pregnant on that pre-side of planning, prepping, and moving towards the maternity leave time frame? 
Sure thing. Well, the the first um, point that I'd love to to highlight is that even the planners, the best of us type A planners, <laughs> um, we can typically think up until and plan up until um, the birth process, and then after it can be a little harder to plan because there's so mm -hmm. much up in the air. Um, so. The, the first point is is kind of befriend the unknown, right? And allow yourself to plan fluidly, knowing that there is so much that you can't really have set in stone or, or written, you know, in a concrete way about what life with the baby will be like, because the baby will have their own personality and their own <laughs> kind of mm -hmm. schedule and their own spin on what their plan is for your for your maternity needs. <laughs> Um, so befriend the unknown and allow yourself transition periods. As you mentioned, transitioning into leave, so perhaps slowing down um, or building in slower time and building um, out kind of scheduled um, blocks of time to, to be not doing, <laughs> mm -hmm. which again, a lesson yoga can, can teach us for sure. Um, and and transition time on the other end. So you know, women, for example, in in a corporate setting, might really have to go from not working one day to working full time the next day. And if you're um, working as a yoga teacher, or therapist, or you know, any any kind of way that that you bring yoga into your professional life, um, we we can we can take a little bit more of a gentle approach um, and perhaps transition back into our work. Yeah, I think that I hadn't really thought about that until I heard you um, speak about it and I read some of your content about it with blog posts and guest posts, the idea of kind of bookending your maternity leave and giving yourself that time and that grace to transition into it and then out of it as well. I think that's uh, really a good consideration for those of us that are, are doing more physical work and also balancing these new roles, like you said, and getting used to the new dynamics. What do you find are some of those like really great straightforward tips for people when they are thinking about the before and after side of their maternity leave? Sure. So I would, and because my part of my training is as a, as a health professional, I'm a social worker, so I work a lot on mental health, um, and then did my master's work in maternal health. Um, and so health, maternal health, um, your own well-being is a huge part of um, what tends to get lost in maternity mm -hmm. leave, even though it's called maternity leave, it's more like baby-focused leave. That's <laughs> true. Um, and so particularly, you know, if you're using your body a lot as a yoga teacher, um, having the resources, um, so meaning having the numbers um, of the types of professionals that you might want to call on postpartum, um, having those before you're in the thick of your maternity leave can be so helpful. So literally, I suggest, like, you know, making a list of, an acupuncturist, if you go to acupuncture, um, body workers, if you know that's something you're going to want, postpartum, lactation consultants, um, a postpartum doula, um, and knowing who are the professionals and the support systems you want to surround yourself with and having those readily available. 
That's great. And I think that as experts anyway in the yoga realm, I think it's important that we have an idea of, of who some of those people are. So hopefully you already have a head start. If you are doing this type of individualized work, you're you're aware of what type of referral systems you need to have in place and the different people that are experts in your community. And if there are not people that you're yet um, really connected with on a personal level, and this is also, a, a, you know, if you're not teaching prenatal yoga, for instance, so you don't have a lot of referrals for that, um, that type of experience that now you're going through personally, it's a great time to expand into that and think about who you want for health and wellness professionals in your life, and then you can use those additionally in a professional way. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I like to say too much support never hurt anyone. Too little support <laughs> did. So. Yes, that's great. <laughs> that's great. And, you know, I think, too, that this is a time where a lot of people probably are getting used to starting to reach out and ask for some of that support, so that might feel a little bit new. Um, but I think that's a really great reminder that nobody does this alone, whether it's business or preparing for a baby or raising a baby and teaching yoga. So I think there's a lot of parallels there as well. For sure. And I mean, the same way that you want to kind of build that network for your own needs um, as a new mom, I mean, build the network for yourself as a new business owning yoga teaching mom. So in other words, like don't be don't be a loner. Find your community of yoga yes. teachers who are new mothers. Um, um, who are going to be facing the same things that you're facing. And again, it's, you know, it doesn't, there's lots of kind of formal support groups and new mom groups, and so it can be just a matter of looking at what's in your area beforehand, um, or, or it might form more organically with, if you happen to know a handful of pregnant people, <laughs> getting yourselves together. Um, but having someone who's literally at the same life stage um, who also can relate to your to your business world is incredibly helpful. That's such a great that's such a great tip because I think I know for me I I was joking a couple of months ago that um, now that I am pregnant everybody else seems to be pregnant too like and I go out in public and I'm like look at all these pregnant people and before <laughs> I never really noticed that um, and there are a lot of things you know I think that we need or want support around that we haven't really considered. I think as a business owner and as somebody who works with other yoga teachers who are business owners themselves, um, it becomes a real conversation when you are balancing additional things in your new role. And I think that's really great to find support that, um, you know, people that are, have already gone through it, people on the other end, people that are at the same stage, all of that is hugely beneficial. So you are a new mother yourself, and, um, you know, I'm sure even though you've done this work for a long time, there are some things that you've come to realize through that process. What tips do you have from the other side of this now as a new mother and somebody who's coming back now from maternity leave yourself? Sure. So as, as someone who is a new mother and who also relied pretty heavily on my kind of bodily, <laughs> um, you know, physical functioning, I was, you know, consider myself a, a kind of movement-oriented person. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think I was surprised by how 
not functional or different functional in a different way. My body was postpartum. Um, and one thing that I was really grateful for that I had um, set up as part of my postpartum plan um, was was more than your average kind of health professional visits. You know, and if you live in the U.S., there tends to be a, a six-week postpartum checkup, and that's about it. If you live in other parts of the world, there's variations on how often your providers will ask you to come in, or they might do house calls. Um, and the World Health Organization actually recommends four postpartum visits um, to look at physical issues, mental health issues, and really follow follow through. Um, to make sure that the mother's health is is solid in terms of going back to work and even just going back to your basic you know household duties um, and and the hard the hard physical work that it is recovering from a birth and taking care of, of a little person mm -hmm. um, and so I I was lucky enough to have I think I had about six um, home visit postpartum home visits um, for my midwifery team um, and so. If this isn't something that you've thought about, because it might be just, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, and, you know, when do I go back to the doctor? Okay, I'll just go back when they tell me to come back. But really thinking, what am I going to need to make sure I um, am feeling comfortable in my body and, you know, mentally, emotionally? What what are the things that I might, I think I might need? Um, and again, it comes back to that, how much support, um, Doing a little bit of, of, you know, looking into the crystal ball, looking into the future, and thinking about how much support would I like to have, and making sure you line that up for yourself. Um, I, I think it's one of the best things I yeah. did. <laughs> I think that um, the the post the post care and attention is really important, and I know um, we're actually both you and I are having, or you had, and I'm planning to have a similar birth experience with a midwifery team um, and a home birth if, if everything goes accordingly, and um, there was a couple appointments ago that I started to think about that. And my midwife was like, well, Kate, the baby comes and then we leave. Like then you and Matt have a baby. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like it had amazed me that um, I wouldn't have, you know, support forever and ever. Um, so that's been something that we've talked a lot about, like how many appointments we have, what additional things we want to line up um, to make things feel transitionally more supportive so things you know more comfort-based things like preparations for food and delivery and things like that that are more ease-filled that will make the whole process more easy but also that check-in based stuff um, and then a huge lesson for me from the the pre-side has been asking for that support coordinating that support and then also um, you know eliminating anything that I feel like might create additional stress or anxiety which for the first couple weeks is going to include visitors and things along those lines to preserve that beginning time, but also try to make the the experience um, what it what it is without making it overly stressful or anxious, um, and in making sure that it's like the best environment for us to feel like we're transitioning in as a family. Yeah, I mean, I know a few postpartum doulas that really excel in like, what are the what are the ground rules? And it's kind of like, if you're not bringing me something to eat, or coming <laughs> to clean something, or coming to do some laundry, or hold the baby while I shower, that's then great. like you can postpone your visit. Yeah, well, and that's what's interesting is I think that um, I think there's a new wave of 
of people who are expecting moms and people working in the maternal health field that are being more vocal about the advocacy for that. But I think that I know the previous generation, I, I don't think um, that was as much of the conversation. I think it used to be a little bit more socially acceptable for people to show up and like steal the baby and hold the baby and not do that kind of stuff. So I think that's a really uh, interesting thing to think about what your boundaries are around that and having some boundaries and and addressing what those might be so that you can feel like you're taking the best preemptive care of yourself and your family in that transitional time. Definitely. I mean, and, and if it comes back to the, you know, spend some dedicated time thinking about what your postpartum and maternity leave ideal experience is going to look like mm -hmm. because it and because you want to be able to plan for that, and as opposed to feel like your your not ideal experience is kind of smacking you in the face and having to shift gears while you're in the middle of it. Absolutely, and transitioning with all sorts of other stuff that goes on, right? That <laughs> sounds like a lot. <laughs> That's great. So I know a lot of our community and a lot of listeners are. Um, potentially beyond this phase in their life. They might not be in a family planning phase. They might already have moved through their own maternity leave, maybe before they were teachers or have already experienced that. But they might be curious about taking some type of extended leave from the client work that they're doing. Are there any parallels that you see with maternity leave that you could also extend into some tips for another type of extended leave from this individualized work that we do as private yoga teachers. Definitely. I mean, the the basic it kind of come down to, comes down to the logistics of things that I'm sure you've been doing lots of, which is are things like figuring out who's going to kind of be the interface with clients while I'm away for this period of time? How available or how present do I want to be um, in online spaces if you do online marketing or have an online presence? Um, or even how available do you want to be for things like email? Um, and and then the, the kind of giving, this goes back to the, the very first thing we were talking about, about transition time, but do I have a set date that I want to come back, or do I have kind of like a two-week period where I'm transitioning back? Obviously, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the latter and advocate for, <laughs> for giving yourself a little flex time. Um, just, in, you know, just in the event that, um, that you realize I need a little bit more time, or in the event that I actually um, I actually decided I wanted to go back a little earlier than expected to work, and so I was I figured out a way to just have a few hours a week where I was doing some you know some some more intellectually stimulating things than than nursing and changing diapers. So having that kind of time built out allowed me to do that as opposed to having a, a hard fixed date, um, and that applies for, for any kind of leave time that you might want to take. Yeah, I, I really love that too because I think that there's a lot of, I think I'll want to do this and this and this, or a lot of like preemptive beliefs about what it's going to be like or feel like or what we're going to be inclined to do. And, um, you know, a lot of people tell me that like, oh, when I before I had kids, I thought I would still be really driven in my career. And then once I had kids, I really wasn't. I became like, you know, not passionate like I was before about my, my business. And so it can be really easy to think, 
oh, oh my gosh, I would never be that person or, oh, that could totally be me. But you don't really, you know, you don't really know as you go through that transition. So I think being compassionate and giving yourself that space is important. Um, and that's even a great tip for me because I haven't thought about if I have a hard return date or a couple of weeks. Um, I was just kind of thinking it would be dependent on when the baby came. So that's a perfect thing for me to add to my, my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> you are ever growing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, I think one of the things that's really good to remember, too, is, like, the it can feel like we can't take breaks and we can't, you know, we can't afford, and not just in the financial sense, but, like, in the time or in the growth or, um, you know, in the discipline sense to take time off. But we, we, we certainly can. Um, do you think that a lot of times this gives people, you know, a renewed sense of clarity? Do you feel like a lot of the moms that you work with, have a similar experience like you where they're excited to get back. Um, any thoughts on that in particular? I mean, I've definitely seen both sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. I would say that when I, I do work a lot with um, people who aren't necessarily yoga teachers and have kind of, you know, this is my job's maternity leave policy and this is what I'm locked into. Mm -hmm. um, and so that I've seen can be more frustrating mm -hmm. <laughs> in some ways. Um, but also having kind of the open-ended, you know, how do I design a maternity leave for myself right. um, can be frustrating in different ways. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> um, so that, that you know, what what does structure versus flexibility give me? Um, and I would definitely say that, you know, it, it can be easy to, whatever the situation is, stress out about it. Mm -hmm. So really rally the support around you and see what other people have done. It sounds like you've been doing a ton of that. You know, ask ask questions that are on your mind. Find the place where you're going to kind of get the answers that you are looking for. Um, talk to people who have gone down the road before, even if mm -hmm. it's, you know, 20 years ago. Um, and take the time to, to think and plan in the midst of the unknown. So approach it with, with some compassion for yourself if you're one of those, like, I want to figure it out and I want to you know, know the answer yesterday. Um, give yourself a little bit of compassion and, and patience to be curious and ask, ask about what the things that you want to have and give yourself time to figure it out. Absolutely. That's great. That's great advice for for whatever phase you feel like you're in, whether it's a, a phase of moving into maternity planning or you're just in like that pre-planning phase of could I do this? What would it look like? Or if you're just looking to take an extended leave from client work for whatever personal reasons or professional reasons. So I know you have some amazing resources, some that I've dug into myself as I've been through this transitional time in my life, one of them being the, the postpartum um, planning workbook. Will you tell us a little bit about that and um, let us know where we could find it as well if we're interested in downloading that? Sure. So the, the what you just mentioned, the postpartum planning workbook um, is built as um, a way for you to systematically think through what the maternity um, leave postpartum phase of your life might look like. Um, and it considers kind of the different the different koshas, if you will, the mm -hmm. mind, body, um, and general health layers. 
Um, and it's a way to map out the different support that you currently have in your life and figure out where the gaps are um, and, um, and fill those gaps so that you can have the postpartum experience that, that you want and, and that we all deserve, right? One that, one that brings us back into the work world or our, you know, just the world in general with this new mother identity of mother um, and into the new phase of our life with, with the right resources and tools to, to have that be as successful as possible. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's available on my website, so I'll, I'll definitely will include the link in the show notes. Great, and we'll send everybody that way too. So the the workbook that we mentioned, and then also um, the the different facets of what you're doing for work, we'll we'll link up to that stuff as well. Well, thank you so much. Do you have any last thoughts you want to share, or anything else you want to point us in the direction of before we wrap up? No, I mean I think. As you mentioned, it's come up, the topic has come up a lot in, in the Facebook group and probably in your work with clients, definitely in my work with clients. Um, so it's, it's an important to topic to get into as, as yoga teachers and, um, and therapists and, and folks moving in this self-employed world. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm happy to, to continue the conversation if anyone wants to continue talking about it in the Facebook group or reach out via email if, if you feel the need to have a more personal <laughs> conversation. Yes, yes, thank you. And I'll be sure to um, to link up to that. And, of course, we'll share it in the Facebook group and via email once our episode is live as well and keep that conversation going because, as we talked about, having the, the space to have these conversations is really an important part of the process as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today and to really get some of this expert advice about moving into this next phase and planning for your maternity leave in a really mindful and comprehensive way that supports your own needs and then also the, the work that you're doing as a private yoga teacher. Thanks for joining us. And until we chat next time, namaste. Namaste.